Episode 1105, Aliens, Oppenheimer, and Other News. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiBono. You know, I'd say not enough of you want news episodes for us to do it regularly, but enough of you want news episodes for us to... Do it every now and then. Yes, you saw the email from Robin? Yeah. 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 Robin, thanks for writing in. This one's for you. Yeah. Well, and it just, we just kind of had a, I don't know how much news there's going to be in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's more, more just, uh, I, mean, I, I think we had a few non-episode link things to talk about. So throw them yeah. all into one, one episode. I do think news is limited right now because of the writer slash actor strike. The news is basically this movie's being delayed. This TV show is not being worked on. And things from streaming services are moving to network television just so they can fill their time. Well, here's one piece of news. And no, it's not our top news. But did you have you been following the uh, controversy about the sun bears at the China Zoo? I haven't heard a single thing about this. So, you know, sun bears are... Like, I don't know what that is. They're, they're like just a type of bear. Okay. And they oh. kind of have like some distinct markings on them. I'm going to Google it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can bring it up and you'll you'll recognize it right away. But the sun bears at the China Zoo have been accused of being people in a suit, which is... Recently? Pe- yeah, this is or like always. ongoing right now. I don't know how... I don't know if it's like... Uh, just a new thing, but uh, long-time kooky Christmas aficionados will know that this was, uh, we covered, this is a widespread conspiracy, but this is just one specific zoo in China, and I have to say, uh, and I'm no sun bear expert, so I, I could be wrong, yeah. but having watched the video, it does look like somebody, like a man in a bear suit would look exactly like this okay i'll investigate so i i'm a believer in in this okay i'll check it out yeah it so that's that's kind of wild that is big news i i do agree that's not quite the type of news we used to cover no we used to do a lot of movie tv book (laughs) right well i i prefer sun bear news um, I, did you hear big death today in yeah. pop culture news? Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Yes, Paul Rubens dies at he was eight. He was seventy years old. I that's I would not, not have old. guessed that. Oh. I would have guessed younger. I, I see. I never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse or anything. Yeah, I, I did see it as a child, but it wasn't a favorite. No, I mainly know him for what he, he the movie theater incident, mm-hmm. which we we don't need to dive into further right. here. Though I do have some thoughts on it. Maybe we'll share that on the uncensored feed and okay. Patreon. Um, yeah, we got we got some good stuff for Patreon tonight. Uh, yeah, I okay. think I think I, I know a good. I was just thinking out loud of where where we could have a discussion of of Paul Rubin's uh, exploits okay. at, at the theater. Uh, and I, yeah, I think we can, we can slot that in. Okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, right I, here on the fly, it's happening. Some thoughts on it. All right. What do you want to talk about? I'm interested in your thoughts on Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, because I haven't seen it, but I do want to see it eventually. I think when it's on Max or wherever it ends up, I'll watch it. Yeah, I do. So, so I went to Oppenheimer on Saturday night, uh, and I loved it. So I do have to say before I talk about the movie a little bit, and, and this is why we're not doing a full review because you haven't seen it Mm -hmm. um but i went to the first time i've been to an alamo draft house theater i've heard of these but i haven't been to one so they they of course started in texas and now there's one in woodbury which is very far away from my house but it was a 
closer to some of the other people I was going with, and B, uh, it's not an official IMAX screen, but it's you know a large screen, and and this was the only place we could find IMAX ish tickets okay. in in the area. So wound up at the Alamo Draft House. It's a phenomenal theater. I, I wish it was much closer to me. Tell me more. I've heard good things about what was good about it. So they they have like you know strict no talk, no text policy. You might not do well because you do talk a lot during movies. I don't actually think that's yeah, true. That is one hundred percent true. I'm just and give you me also, some examples. You also text during movies. Okay, I've just, seen you do both of these things. Give me some examples of you, talking. If somebody like, texts, if somebody texts, well, hang on, I'll let us start with the texting. If somebody texts you, I've watched you respond to text messages in a movie. It's possible for for you know being, you know, for parenting reasons. Maybe I had to text. Yeah, well, that or well, maybe you get Des, kicked out. Does may text me and I may you, have to get back. You get kicked out. Right, but th- I want to hear about the talking because I don't. Feel oh, like I'm 100%. a big talker. You you will lean over and give a comment or a joke. I or do something. like jokes. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely talk. But not, I'm not ongoing, right? Would you say that's true at least? Yeah, I mean, like the the really bad people are the people who are just chatting. Yeah, I don't chat. I may make a joke. I, I'll give you that. Like I think I've shared this story before, but it's been a while, so I'll share it again. But I remember when I went to see. Uh, there will be blood in theater, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but at the beginning uh-huh. of the movie, uh, Daniel Plainview's character, he's down like in the you know mine or whatever looking for oil, and and he's doing something. Like, there's this old couple in the front, and they were just like talking very <laughs> loudly about the movie. And he's like, well, he's up to something. What do you think he's going to do? I don't know. And they just like were chatting very loudly having this running commentary about this. And this is all like within the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's very obvious they're, they're not going to stop. And then somebody just yells, shut the <laughs> up. Not a peep from them. The rest of the movie <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. But yeah. So I don't, you might get kicked out of, uh, That'd be kind of, of, fun, of though, the too. draft house. But so in addition to that, their, their other thing is, uh, like a lot of places do, they have nice, you know, food and drink options, but you can order, like they have tables at all of the recliners. Mm. So like there's a little table there. Okay. And when you want to order something, like they have a menu underneath the table, there's a light so that you can read the menu. Wow. And then you like write on your order card, you put it in the little slot and then they have waiters who kind of hunch down no. and run and collect it. That seems annoying. And they bring, it was fantastic. And then they'll bring you what you want mid movie. You don't have to get up. Oh, I do like that. And so then like, so I was doing this uh, throughout the movie. Like, we had some drinks, You just food. kept on ordering. Well, like, I didn't order. Uh, like, our party ordered a fair amount. I had a couple of things. And then you're thinking, like, towards the end of the movie, I'm thinking, well, how is this going to work for pain? Because I don't want to stand in, like, an hour-long line to pay. And like, what, what's their system? And just when I'm thinking that, about a half hour left in the movie, some guy comes running through Hunt Down, distributing checks at all the different tables. You pay. Totally paid everything by the time the credits rolled. How was that not distracting? It's a great system. I hear what you're saying, but (laughs) I haven't been there, so I can't picture it. You're saying they are very strict on talking and texting, but it's okay to have people running in front of you throughout the film? No, no, they're hunched down. (laughs) Like, let me show you. I'm going to do it like a demonstration. I know what hunched down looks like. Like, Okay, so like this. Okay, Ben's now hunched down and running around my basement. Oh, it... It works. <laughs> it looks, we should at some point go to a movie there. I will, but how much is it compared to a regular theater? Like, uh, much more? 
it it was the cost of the ticket is comparable to another IMAX. Just throw it out. I it was seventeen. Okay, that's not bad. And then I mean, what know, I f- mean by that is I went to AMC to see Mission Impossible. Right. And that's exactly how much my ticket was. Right. At that's AMC. what I mean. It's like IMAX type price, and then you know the foods, movie theater food, but better. Guess what? AMC. What when I paid seventeen to see Mission Impossible, it was not IMAX. Ooh. It was their regular. That's their regular during the day, maybe opening day screen. Uh, not IMAX, seventeen dollars. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, that's not great. So anyway, Oppenheimer though, really good. Uh, could be recency bias, but I think it might be Christopher Nolan's best movie. Okay. Um, just extremely well done from a editing and storytelling perspective. I mean, it's not quite playing with time in the way that a lot of his other movies are, but it's cutting between a lot of different you know it's cutting around within the story it's strictly historical though right they're they're not they're not getting into sci-fi things no no no. it's strictly historical and so it's cutting in between like the end of his life and then building the bomb and everything uh i will say that and i'm glad i saw it in imax uh outside of the central you know trinity test i don't think you would lose that much not seeing it in imax Except for the sound design. The sound design is the main reason to see this in theater, not the visuals. And that's not to take anything away from the visuals, but this is much more of a uh, dialogue-based movie than anything else Christopher Nolan has done. Um, But the sound is just extraordinary. That's the reason to go see this in theaters more than anything else, especially with... Uh, the Trinity test, you know, this guy, I've seen this criticized in some reviews, but the soundtrack is kind of ongoing throughout all of it. And then you, you get to the Trinity test in the middle, which I actually thought worked really well, um, just the way that's designed. And there's this intensity and this drive to it that, that you, a lot of biopics don't do a good job of. They feel very dry. Um, and this doesn't feel that way at all. It's three hours and it's just tremendously fast paced, uh, for being a, you know, movie about scientists talking about bombs and stuff. But then when you get to the, the Trinity test and then, and towards the two hour mark in the movie, that's where everything's just quiet and like it feels so different. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's really, really good. Killian Murphy should probably win best actor. For this, wow. I, he's really good. This is probably the best performance in a Christopher Nolan movie. Hmm. Well, I mean, you got Heath Ledger as the Joker, so let's say that those two are, you know, barring Heath Ledger, this is the best performance in a Christopher Nolan movie. It, it's extraordinary. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. You you barely recognize him. Very cast against type. You won't recognize Gary Oldman who plays uh, Harry S. Truman. And he just disappears into the role. Um, really, really well done. It's it's absorbing. It's moving. It's thematically rich. It's not just like, I think people hear a like biopic and they think, well, okay, I, I guess I kind of like history, but that's, you know, the, the, like I said, they can get dry. Like I just watched Spike Lee's uh, Malcolm X uh, a couple months ago. It's a good movie, but it, it definitely drags in the way biopics tend to another three hour movie. Uh, this doesn't have any of that. This feels like it's just relentlessly because of how it's cutting around, um, keeps you very focused on the characters and this guy's journey. And then there's almost this sense of 
him, you know, he's, he's this theoretical physicist and then having to grapple with what he's created and the morality of that. And there isn't any easy answer to that. And then one of the terrifying moments in the movie, which to the best of my knowledge is historical, is they realize that we're going to set this thing off as a test and we don't think this is going to happen, but there's a non-zero chance it starts a chain reaction that burns up the atmosphere. And so it's like they, you know, the, there's a point where they've kind of worked through this and Oppenheimer's talking to uh, Matt Damon's character, who's the general in charge of the Manhattan Project. And and uh, Matt Damon asks him, like, what are the odds of that actually happening? He says, near zero. He's like, near zero? it's not zero and there's some stunning shots where they're kind of visualizing what that would look like you know christopher nolan says what it would look like if it had destroyed the earth yeah it's christopher nolan says there's no cgi in this movie if that's the case then then i don't know how he did some of those shots uh but really really an extraordinary film uh like i said just a thematically rich for the you know just dealing with with what this means and and then the you know oppenheimer's legacy and uh what it means to be the type of person who can do this and and just this complex figure at the at the center of it it does what great movies who are grappling with difficult subject matter should do which is just lay it out there and not tell you what to think uh i i it was extraordinary just extraordinary. All right. Can't five, recommend five stars. It. I, uh, five, easy five stars. But I do think you should see it in theaters, if only for the sound design. Okay. It is going to be a different experience if you're just watching it, especially if you don't have surround sound. But even like I have surround sound, it's going to be a different experience. See this in the theater. If listeners can only see one movie in the theater, would you say Oppenheimer or Barbie? <laughs> I, I i'd have to go with Oppenheimer. okay all right but, but you have seen barbie i i you know i will save you, that no, review I mean, for next week you you were mildly interested in barbie well i'll, 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 I'll see mean, it eventually the reason i was mildly interested and still emma's greta gerwig's just a great director i i love ladybird i thought ladybird was just a great great movie um uh, and i i think that's the only one i've seen of her i haven't seen her little women adaptation but she she's written a couple of movies that i've seen and she's i think she's an interesting voice okay so i i'm not seeking out barbie yeah. but i wouldn't be angry if i had to watch it when you saw oppenheimer did you happen to see the trailer for napoleon no have you seen i have i'm excited for it looks kind of good ridley scott you know he can do all right (laughs) all right what do you got next um well should we talk about the aliens yes the actual maybe real life possibly well, aliens okay so so you know I, I i know very little about what you're going to share so go ahead and just well they had the congressional hearings yeah, like a week or so ago yeah. and and everybody's up in arms about this you know because the guy's talking about how here's what it seems like he's saying and then let's actually think about this a little bit it seems like he's saying that the US government has recovered alien spacecraft. And he's saying this under oath. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you actually pull this back, it's not quite that unambiguous. 
so I, I've honestly wasn't sure whether, you know, I figured we should talk about it just because it's kind of in our, our wheelhouse, but I also wasn't entire haven't entirely been sure what to say because I think that this whole hearing feels to me like a giant Rorschach test. Hmm. In other words, if you want to see, hear, hear the quotes and see the clips and, and come away convinced that we just had the existence of aliens confirmed under oath, um, then you can do that. But if you want to come away saying there's nothing new here, you could come away with that too. For example, when he talks about these crafts that we've uh, recovered, he makes a, a comment about how we have, uh, I think the, the way the exact phrasing was non-human biologicals coming out of it. Like, whoa, non-human biological entities. But let's think about that for a second. Uh, upstairs, as I came into your house, I was greeted by a non-human biological entity. Uh, your dog. Right. You know, so what does that actually mean? Like, that's not the same as saying E.T. got pulled out of the craft. It could be, but it couldn't be. You know, well, or else could it, not be. Well, what could it be? I mean, I know you're saying, like, you're saying there were animals in it? Could be. So like, they, they found a cr- uh, something that crashed and it was an animal went inside? Yeah, anything non-human. Like, that's the point. When I say it's a Rorschach test, when you say we pulled... Uh, and, and this is even assuming that he's telling the truth, and we'll get to that in just a second, um, which I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm just, it, you know, it's not as unambiguous as it seems. Like, you say, we pulled non-human biological entities out of a UFO. Okay, all that means is that there was an unidentified craft that crashed and something non-human biological was inside. In, that's a very wide net. First of all, unidentified craft, that can be alien spaceship or just a craft that we didn't identify before it crashed. Non-human biological, that's everything from aliens, you know, intelligent life forms all the way to a bug. You know, there's uh, like I sprayed a wasp nest nest last week and killed a bunch of non-human biological entities so that's number one um i feel like wait so could he be talking about aliens yeah that's what i'm saying is that but why wasn't he specific thank you (laughs) thank you exactly like it's very suggestive so he's trying to be controversial i don't know that's what's not clear is that and i haven't watched the whole three-hour hearing but you can hear those statements and you can come away with whatever conclusion you want. Number two is that he's talking about a lot of stuff secondhand. So he's talking about people he has interacted with who have told him what they've experienced. There wasn't, from my understanding, again, haven't watched the whole three-hour hearing, there wasn't a lot of first-hand accounts. Now, he claims that he has evidence, locations of where these things are stored but none of that's presented and that's maybe the crux of why i'm so ambivalent about this is i don't think that if there is if if there is alien life and if we are already in contact with it i don't think it's coming out in front of congress 
Like, I just don't. I don't think Congress is nearly effective enough to be the the ones who finally get the truth out. So, like, part of what he's saying is that people are threatened if they, they you know, share what they've learned. And, and part of how this came about is there's been some whistleblower legislation that's been passed that gives protection to people like this. But let's think about that. So if we're in X-Files land and the cigarette smoking man and his cronies are out there and this guy's saying they're stopping people who come forward, they're physically threatening them. And then he comes forward. Why did they let him? Like, if this is real, and if we're talking about deep, deep state government entities, black book entities that, you know, don't show up on any budget, nobody knows about them, and their mission is to stop the truth of this getting out, how do they let this guy waltz in front of Congress? Like, the things just don't add up about this. So, how did you said there was a whistleblower yeah. bill? But how did this whole hearing I think it came about? out he- from that initial. I don't know the whole okay. backstory on the hearing. So I'm not saying he's not telling the truth. But, it A, there's a lot of ambiguity in what he's saying. And there's no real evidence presented to the public at this point. I have a hard time believing that should we reach a point where this is confirmed uh, in the way that people some people want it to be that it's going to come out through Congress. Uh, I mean, and maybe that's my own complete lack of respect for every member of Congress. Uh, But, you know, a room full of sociopaths who, who that's just not how it's going to come out. And then I don't think that the deep state, if they're depend, uh, if they're intent on, on suppressing this is going to let it come out this way. Now, what does that leave us with? I don't know. Like I know, you know, it's a popular theory and I'm I'm in drawn to it in some ways that this is a distraction for other things that are going on. And that could very well be true. Um, uh, you know, there's no question that the government agencies like the Pentagon, the DOD have certainly been more forthcoming over the last couple of years about interactions with UFOs, but uh, again, it's so ambiguous what that is. Like, it just means unidentified flying object. I guess the new trendy term is UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that Which way. is also odd that everybody just overnight started using a new term. I'm always very, very curious and suspicious Be- when that happens. Why? What does that mean to you? Because it feels like programming. Hmm. Like, it feels like, you know... You're supposed to start using this term, so whoever wants you to use the term disseminates it through various media, social media, traditional media outlets, and then all of the hive mind gets it disseminated to them. And that feels like what's happened. Or this is what they've been calling it behind the scenes for years, and now it's just out there. Uh, It could be. I mean, I don't know. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I feel like... If you wanted to create a situation where everybody can believe what they want to believe without the truth ever coming out, that's where we've arrived at. Now, it's possible it could develop from there. But that's where I'm not – because I know nothing about this guy, so I'm not accusing him of lying. But what I will say is that if you are a shadowy government organization who wanted to cover things up, the best way you could do it is get – 
enough ambiguity out there in the open to get everybody arguing with each other, and they just ignore the truth. So if I'm to put my tinfoil hat on, and it's not kooky Christmas season yet, but we're getting there. We're in the second half of the year. I might say, posit a conspiracy, where if you wanted to do that, this would be a great approach. All right. In other words, maybe this whole thing is a plant. Okay. But I don't know what for. I want In a minute, I'm going to ask you about Kooky Christmas and if you have any ideas of what's coming up. But speaking of aliens, I just watched a Marvel-based alien show that I did not like. Yeah, the Secret want to talk Invasion. About? Yeah, Secret Invasion. This is a story based on a comic book from, I think, 2008. I actually enjoyed that graphic novel series. But the show had potential that it squandered. And I'd say, overall, there were things that were dumb about the story, but then also just in the... Uh, execution of small details they just let things go that were it just made the whole thing feel low quality so i was disappointed i gave it a pretty low score two and a half stars which is my lowest it ties for my lowest score in all of the uh, mcu with iron man 3 which you and i both hated yeah it was, it was very bad you know what else looks bad speaking of marvel and news is news came out today that the marvels mm-hmm. which looks atrocious and I don't want to see any Marvel movie, but that one looks especially bad. We'll not get an IMAX release because Dune 2 has just... They've they already booked, booked it. They've yeah. already booked it. So I was, I was absolutely delighted to see that. I actually heard that they may delay the movie, Marvels, so that they can be in IMAX. Uh, but I hadn't heard that they shot for IMAX. They just probably want to be there. Right. I mean, I know you're you're like... You've talked about how you wish it had just ended with Endgame, yeah. and, and I, even though I'm, I'm not a fan, I, I am sympathetic to that position, but are you at the point where you're looking at things like the Marvels and Secret Invasion and 87 different TV shows and just being like, is this worth it? Is this worth my time? I, I am closer to there than you'd think. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Thank you. Some of them might be. Like, I don't think it has to be an all or nothing, but you don't read every single comic book that's written. Right. So I, why don't, do you... I don't have time for any right now. Right. In why... my lifetime, I like them, but yeah. in my current life, I don't have time for it. So similarly, yeah, I don't necessarily have time for every Marvel thing or every Disney thing. Well, for Secret Invasion, for example, typically for a Marvel show in the past, I'd prioritize like that morning. I'm waking up early to watch it before work. This show, I, I'll admit that I did it for the finale just to see how it all wrapped up, but I would go days without watching it and then finally like, okay, I got a little bit of time here. Yeah. So I am less interested if that's what you're asking. Yeah, no, that's great. I feel like this has been this has been my life's work <laughs> to see the day when you give up on the MCU. Do you happen to have last news of the day? I got the music queued up. Uh, I don't think so. Last news of the day. We're going to have to come up with something. Anti- I forgot about that. Let's see. I'm just checking the news here. Any James Bond news? No, and that really ticks me off. Why? You wish there was an answer? Yeah, like, it's been two years. It's time for a new James Bond. Hey, I watched the first season of the show that people seem to really like, and it seems like something you may like, but I don't think you've watched it. Have you watched Only Murders in the Building? I saw the first few episodes, and it was fine. I didn't love it the way some people love it. Okay. Are you going to, you think you'll revisit it or you think you're done? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any plans to, but we'll see what happens. I like the first season and I will carry on eventually. But it wasn't the kind of show where I felt like I must get move on to season two right now. 
All right, listeners, well, that's the return of the news episode. Let us know if you have any news you'd like us to cover, or if you have any thoughts about this whole thing. But for now, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I am Vandy Bono. And we are the Sci-Fi Christians sign off. Oh, I do have a note. I don't know if we'll record this tonight, but Ben, I spent some time since we last recorded preparing for the next installment of the Sci-Fi Christian canon. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's excited about that. So I found out a way to streamline it. I think you're going to really like this this year's okay. version. All right. So whenever we do that, it's ready. Okay. I don't think it'll be tonight, but yeah. maybe next week. Sounds good. All right, everybody. That's it. So long, folks. Right, goodbye. Ben, I meant to uh, say this at the end of the news episode, so here's something I'm just putting at the end of the news episode. What's happening with Kooky Christmas this year? Any teasers for us? Well, I mean, maybe the Bermuda Triangle. We've oh, always nice. wanted yeah. to do that. Well, I didn't always want to do it, but now I'm on board. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I realized I hadn't given it as much thought as I normally do at this point yeah, of the it's, year. It's August tomorrow. Yeah, it's time to uh, time to get the kooky elves going. All right, that's it, listeners. Well, we'll keep you updated. And so long, folks. Right, goodbye.